Gator Nation and welcome into the latest edition of Locked On Gators, your team every day. I'm your host, Zach Albaverde, staff writer for the Lake City Reporter. You know, I thought we played solid. You know, first half went into a good job getting off the field. Uh, something, you know, we got to get better at if you look. You just even, you know, for the, for the day we were, you know, we gave up 8 of 15 uh, third down conversions on the day. And, um, you know, and, and didn't do a great job getting off the field in the first half. They had a good plan, though, executed. Uh, they did a good job slowing the game down. You know, we only we wanted to get a lot of plays in and try to play with some tempo. We only got 60 plays in the game. So, you know, it's great. We came in. We created turnovers. Uh, we got, you know, in the end. I get frustrated because I want us to get off the field. But we, we, we bent but didn't break defensively, you know. And uh, second shutout at home here. That was Florida coach Dan Mullen discussing his team's 38 to nothing win over Towson in the Swamp on Saturday. And with that victory, the Gators have now won nine consecutive games in a row for the first time since the 2008-2009 seasons. They also posted their second shutout this year, and the last time that happened twice in the season was 2012. What's up, Florida fans? Welcome into the latest edition of Locked on Gators. On today's show, we're going to review our five keys to the game for Florida Towson. In the second segment, we will take out our report card and grade the Gators' performance over the Tigers. And in the third segment, I'll bring you some post-game comments from Dan Mullen and Kyle Trask, who set the school record on Saturday for most consecutive completions. But going into this game, there weren't many questions about Kyle Trask and the passing game. It was the run game, and that was our first key to Florida Towson was how many rushing yards would the Gators have in this game? And you look at the final box score, the Gators end up with 160 yards on the ground. That's certainly better than they did against Tennessee and Kentucky, as well as the season opener against Miami. It took some time for Florida to get its run game going against Towson. It didn't really take off until the second half. But they were able to get some big runs, move the change, and just have better production on the ground. Our second key to the game was how much more would Florida show of redshirt freshman quarterback Emory Jones. He had seen a lot of action against Tennessee and UT Martin, but didn't really throw the ball and do a lot of things within the offense. But on Saturday against the Tigers, you saw some more from Jones. He threw for 74 yards and a touchdown. He also had a big run in Towson territory that he almost scored on. And even though he didn't get in as early as he did in some of the other games, he was still able to do more within the offense. Our third key to the game was how many total yards could Florida hold Towson quarterback Tom Flacco to. He came into this matchup putting up over 400 yards of total offense in the overtime loss to Villanova. And he had thrown for over 1,000 yards to start the season. But the Gators were able to contain the younger brother of the NFL quarterback. He finishes with less than 200 yards of total offense and has three turnovers. Florida secondary held him to just 157 yards through the air on 16 of 27 passing. He actually had some better success on the ground, especially early in the game. He had some nice first down runs that got Dan Mullen really frustrated. But at the end of the day, after gaining 52 yards on the ground, he lost 37 with all the sacks that Florida got. Finishes with just 15 net yards and 172 total yards for the game. So UF did a good job defending him, and Flacco is a talented quarterback for a guy that plays for an FCS team. He has a pretty good skill set and some wheels, and you saw that on Saturday. And he put his team in position to score a few times as well, and they just weren't able to capitalize. But there were plenty Florida freshmen who were able to capitalize on their opportunity in this game, and that was our fourth key to this matchup. Would there be any freshman standouts earlier this year against an FCS opponent 
We saw Emory Jones and Jacob Copeland make some big plays in that game, as well as some freshman DBs. And against the Tigers, it was more the same. We mentioned Jones' performance. Jacob Copeland has another outing when he gets involved in the offense. He finishes with two catches for 22 yards and made a nice play along the sideline for a first down. He also got two carries for five yards in the game. But the other star of the show on offense among the freshmen was tight end Keon Zipper. He gets into the game in the fourth quarter and makes his presence felt. His first catch near the goal line goes for a touchdown. And then on the ensuing drive, he made two more catches. Finishes with three for 31 in his first career TD as a Gator. And that's really good to see him getting involved. A guy that was one of the top players in Florida's 2019 class and will be an important weapon in Florida's offense moving forward. True freshman Kyer Elam once again got the start at cornerback with C.J. Henderson out. He and Jaden Hill both finished with three tackles. And Chris Bogle, freshman defensive end, he makes four stops and a tackle for a loss. And he is a freshman that's also been showing up so far this season. And our final key to the game was, would there be any special teams plays made by Florida? I thought the advantage that they had from an athleticism and speed standpoint would allow them to maybe break off a big kick return. But Towson didn't score in the game and give them that opportunity. Really nothing in the punt game as well. But Florida does find a way to make a play on special teams. They get in there on one of Towson's field goal attempts and block the kick to preserve the shutout. And that defense and sideline went crazy when they were able to get that stop. I still would like to see Freddie Swain or one of these other guys reel off a big return, but maybe it'll happen this week and surely they could use a play like that against Auburn. When we come back from this first break, we're going to take out our report card and start grading Florida's performance over Towson. You're listening to Locked On Gators, your team every day. Make a memory that lasts a lifetime and let the Vivid Seats app help you get to your favorite live event. Enter promo code KICKOFF at checkout to receive a discount of up to $100. Welcome back into the show. It's time to grade the Gators, and we start, as we always do, with the quarterback position. Kyle Trask earning an A grade after his record-setting performance against Towson. He finishes 18 for 20 for 188 yards and two touchdowns. And with those 18 completions, he breaks Chris Leak's school record of 17, which he set back in 2005 against Wyoming. So another Dan Mullen quarterback who set that mark, and Trask, just in his second career start, is able to rewrite the history books at Florida. Trask came out really hot in this game, 7 for 7 for 64 yards and a touchdown, and now the Gators have scored on back-to-back opening drives. He finished the first half 13 for 13 for 139 yards and also added a rushing touchdown. But one of the most interesting takeaways from his performance is that Dan Mullen said he should have been 20 for 20 in the game. One of the incompletions he had was caused from a miscommunication by the wide receivers. Trask almost got picked off in the end zone on that play. And his other incompletion should have been a touchdown on the play, but he just overshot his deep ball. So as Mullen points out, he could have completed 100% of his passes in this game. That's how efficient Trask was and how well he was operating the offense. You also got to see Emory Jones get in there and make some plays. He completed six of his eight pass attempts. But as Dan Mullen will talk about in the next segment, both of Emory's incompletions were balls that were dropped. He could have hit 100% of his passes as well. So really sharp performances from Trask and Jones. In the run game, I give the Gators a B-plus grade. Damian Pierce leads the way with 84 yards on just six carries, including his 37-yard touchdown run. And the Gators finished with 160 yards which again is better than some of their previous games, but not at the mark that Mullen wants. He likes them to get into the 200-yard range. And for the production that they got against Towson, they had to use some unconventional ways to get it. I mentioned the 29-yard run by Emory Jones. That helped with the numbers, but I was more interested in how they involved their receivers in the run game. Josh Hammond, Jacob Copeland, Van Jefferson all get carries, 
And with them coming around on these speed sweeps and trying to make plays on the outside, it's clear that Florida still doesn't feel comfortable running between the tackles. LaMichael P. Ryan and Malik Davis also get six carries like Pierce did, but P. Ryan gains just 16 yards on those six touches. Malik Davis finishes with 22 yards on the ground. Now, P. Ryan opened the game with a 10-yard run to put him over 2,000 rushing yards for his career. That's a big milestone for him, but his senior season has not gotten off to the start that he had hoped for, and he still seems to be struggling trying to find running room behind his offensive line. Pierce was able to generate a lot more with his six carries, so we'll see if he gets some more touches in the rotation and if Emory Jones continues to get involved in the run game. At wide receiver, what's new? Another A performance for those guys. Trevon Grimes leads the way with five catches for 55 yards. Josh Hammond had four grabs for 37. Tyree Cleveland makes three catches for 59 yards. And Jacob Copeland and Van Jefferson both come up with two receptions in the game. And what more can you say about this group? I mean, they block on the outside extremely well. They run crisp routes and get open. And when the ball gets thrown their way, not only are they coming down with the reception, but they're getting yards after catch. You saw Tyree Cleveland do that on a big play in the first half. And you got another A performance from the tight ends in this game. Kyle Pitts and Keon Zipper combined for 70 catches, 60 yards, and three touchdowns. And that connection between Kyle Trask and Kyle Pitts, it's real, folks. Those two continue to hook up for big plays in the passing game each and every week. And it looks like the Kyle-to-Kyle -Kyle connection has now been given the nickname of Kyle Squared. Trask was informed of it after the game, and he laughed and said that he liked the phrase. But Dan Mullen did not like the play from his offensive line against the Tigers. I gave them a B grade in this performance, but judging by his post-game comments, I think that he would grade them lower than that. He did not like the way that they came out in the first half. But more importantly, it's just their overall approach to practice and game prep. These are young guys that are still trying to get it figured out. And Dan Mullen discussed how those guys need to do more during the week to get ready for the games on Saturday. Trask was sacked three times in this game, but some of those plays were on him. He was holding the ball too long, and you've seen that happen in some other contests. But still, the offensive line gave him enough time to complete 15 passes in a row. And even though they started slow on the ground and didn't get 200 yards, they finished with 160, so it's not like they had a bad outing. Mullen just knows that they're going to have to raise their level of play against Auburn and LSU. Moving over to the defensive side of the ball, and if you guys remember my criteria from the UT Martin game, if you pitch a shutout, you get A's across the board. I don't care what the stats say or who you play. That is hard to do. We'll start on the defensive line, and surprise, surprise, Jonathan Grenard comes up with another huge performances. He finishes with five tackles, three quarterback hurries, a tackle for loss, a half a sack, and most importantly, an interception with a return for 16 yards, had a chance to get down there in the end zone, and after his pass deflections last week, he now gets a pick, and Grenard likes to call himself a DB and a member of DBU, but the D-line is where he continues to make plays, and he's starting to look like one of the best edge rushers that the Gators have had in years. Adam Schuler also had a good game on the defensive line. He finishes with four tackles, one for a loss, a half a sack, and he was the defensive lineman that got his big old paw up and blocked Towson's kick to preserve the shutout. At linebacker, Amari Bernie and David Reese II led the way. Bernie gets the start once again and leads the team with eight tackles. David Reese finishes with seven, including one for a loss, a half a sack, and he was the guy that got in there on Towson's opening drive and recovered the ball that Flacco put on the ground to keep the Tigers from getting a field goal attempt on that possession. Jeremiah Moon was also productive at the buck position. He finishes with five tackles. James Houston has four, and LeCedric Brunson finishes with three. In the secondary, Florida decided to sit C.J. Henderson and Sean Davis. 
but it didn't matter. Florida's DBs gave Flacco the toughest test that he will see all season. Donovan Steiner got the start at safety, and he came down with the interception on the rainbow ball that Flacco just tossed up. Trading the third also showed up a lot in this game from his nickel spot. He finishes with six tackles, one quarterback hurry, and is able to get in the backfield on a blitz and bring down Flacco for a sack. We mentioned the special teams play made by Adam Schuler and kicker Evan McPherson knocked home his one field goal attempt from 42 yards. So all in all, it was almost a flawless performance from Florida across the board. They get a shutout. Their quarterbacks almost complete 100% of their passes. And for the most part, Florida's offense was really efficient in the drives that it had Saturday against the Tigers. Florida coach Dan Mullen discussed a number of topics in his post-game press conference on Saturday. Here's what he had to say about the record-setting performance from Kyle Trask, as well as what he saw from Emory Jones. I thought he did pretty good. We had a we, we had a missed assignment. You know, we, we had guys doing the wrong thing on the first incomplete he had to throw away. And then if he put a little more air on it, he could have gone 20 for 20. So, uh, you know, the receivers were on the wrong route, and, and he overthrew a wide-open guy. So... But uh, overall, I thought he managed the game pretty well. You know, they were playing off us a little bit, and I think he did a good job taking things. I think we could have pushed the ball down the field a little bit more at times, uh, but we didn't. And um, But you know what? We still executed, and, you know, and that's fine. So um, I, thought, I thought he played well. I thought Emory came in, played pretty well, made, you know, I mean, Emory came in and made some, some, a couple big-time throws, you know. I think he had two incompletes, and both of them were drops, right? So to be honest with you, we should have not an incomplete pass on the day. That would have been. When asked Saturday about the lack of production in the run game, Mullen brought up his offensive line and started criticizing some of the issues that they've had early on this season. Here's what he had to say. I mean, I just challenge him on, on missed assignments. You know, again, you watch our runs. It, and when we weren't running the ball, they, they were like a negative, like a bad run. Well, it, it, that was a bad run of a guy going the wrong way. You know what I mean? I mean, that. I mean, I'm supposed to block you. I don't block you, and you tackle the running back right at the point of attack. Well, that, that doesn't help the cause. Um, you know, and I challenge him. I mean, that, that, that has got to improve. That has got to improve for us. The mental toughness of the offensive line within their preparation has got to improve as we move forward. Those guys have got to. I know John gets on them. They're young guys. Like, oh, coach, I'm working. No, you're not. No, obviously not, because if you were working, we wouldn't have missed assignments. So whatever you're doing is not enough. They need to do more, okay? Well, we're, there's NSA rules. We're not going to have them here anymore, okay? So if you want to keep doing the same thing over and over, and again, you're not going to improve. What are you doing at night? Okay, how would you, you're right. Everybody learns differently. Tell you guys, okay? Are you walking it through at night in the, the, in the, the, the dorm or your apartment? Are you drawing it? Are you watching extra film? Uh, everybody learns in a different way. Okay, and guys have got to learn how, what's the best way they learn, what's the best way they can improve in processing information as they get to get going, and they got to go do it. And if they don't, well, then we're not going to get better. And you know, and then we got to find somebody that can do it. Mullen also discussed the performance from his defense. They get their second shutout of the year, and the Gators have now outscored opponents 105 to 17 in the second half of their games this season. Mullen also discussed the defensive adjustments that coordinator Todd Grantham is able to make at halftime. Well, I think that's huge for the defense. You know what I mean? Like I said, this is a team that was lighting up scoreboards. You know, this is a team, their only loss, I think, was a 50-something, 50-something overtime get lost to another top 10 team in their division. 52-45. There you go. I know it was like a high-scoring affair. Uh, that They were a great offense, and, 
you know, and like I said, you know, a lot of times guys come in and you see and you look at the balance they had. Different guys running the ball, different guys catching the ball, spreading it around. They are a quality, you know, in, in, in their division, they're a very quality, complete team. And uh, with a great quarterback that can beat you with his legs, beat you with his arms, and you saw that early in the game. And, they, you know, you give them a lot of credit. I thought they played really well. They thought they played really well. Well, I, I think everybody knows Todd's a, a great defensive coordinator, a great defensive coach, uh, does, makes, does a great job with in-game adjustments, uh, you know, and, I mean, our, our guys have come out, you know, and, and played hard in the second half. You know, I, I get on our guys all the time. But, you know, what, what matters is do we have 11 guys playing as hard as they can every single snap. Uh, and if we do that, we'll be okay. We won't get worn down. People aren't going to wear us down in the course of the game. We, we got the opportunity to continue to play for four quarters. Just go hard every snap. Um, we roll guys through a bunch. You know, I think Todd's, you know, bought in, and you, you see us, the ability to play a bunch of guys on defense. Well, that keeps other guys fresh, and it keeps you fresh as the second half goes on and allows you to continue to make plays. And here were the postgame comments from Florida quarterback Kyle Trask, who discussed his connection with Kyle Pitts as well as his record-setting performance against the Tigers. No, I wasn't aware of that until after the game. Uh, during the flow of the game, you know, I'm just taking it one play, one play at a time, trying to execute to the best of my ability. But yeah, it's pretty cool. I didn't know about it until I think Coach Mullen's wife told me after the game. And, I mean, yeah, it's pretty cool to be part of history like that, especially after all the great quarterbacks that have played here. Kyle, did, did today feel any different? Um, I mean, I guess I felt a little more comfortable, but, you know, I still felt um, confident in my ability, you know, same as last week because, we're still preparing the same and treating every opponent the same way. The uh, both passes to Kyle Pitts. Yeah, Kyle's a yeah, he's a great player. Um, I'm, he's a great um, athlete to have on your team. Um, anytime you see a one-on-one -on -one matchup with him, and you pretty much know that he's going to, you know, make his rep count. Did you feel like it was things would come pretty quickly and easily that first strike? Yeah, I think the coaches did a great job of preparing us, and you know, we got all the same looks that we expected. So it wasn't nothing. It wasn't anything new when we were out there. It was just execution. What, what do you expect next week to be like? Yeah, it's going to be a, a big time environment. But you know, we have to do our best just to stay focused and you know stay our course and keep getting better every week and just you know prepare as if it's like any other week and just you know it's a big time week and our goal is to get a big time win in the swamp. It's going to be really exciting. Um, you know, the whole whole nation is going to be watching and. You know, this is why you come to Florida to play in big-time games like this. What happens in the, with the running game in the second half that it just got exponentially better? Um, I think it was just a lot of communication was done at halftime and we kind of just got us all on the same page. You know, little things like different fronts we're getting and making sure we're on the same page and executing, you know, every play the best that we can. Kyle, what was it like having HBO in town this week? Uh, it was definitely a different experience um, to have cameras everywhere, but you, know, you kind of get used to it as the week goes on. But I think it's, like, the episode's going to turn out pretty cool. I think it's, it's going to turn out pretty sweet, actually. Yeah, I think we were calling that uh, Pitt's connection, Kyle squared. Um, <laughs> I like that one. But I wanted to Kyle ask squared. you, uh, how's your confidence? Do you think it's building with uh, each and every performance? Um, I mean, I feel confident in my ability, and it all comes back to how our coaches prepare us. You know, they do a great job of um, getting us ready for every look that we're going to get out there. And I think uh, with every game, your confidence is built through your week at practice and just, you know, how hard you're going at practice and how dialed in you are through the week. I wouldn't say necessarily slow down. I think it's just, like I said, I mean, it just comes back to our preparation. And 
It would it would be one thing if we go out there and we're getting completely different looks and we don't know what we're doing with the ball, but like our coaches do a great job of giving us the looks that we expect to get, and you know that just sets us up to execute our plays um, even cleaner because we know what to expect. That'll do it for the latest edition of Locked On Gators. On today's show, we reviewed our five things to watch for Florida Towson, took out our report card, and graded the Gators. And in the final segment, we brought you some post-game comments from Dan Mullen and Kyle Trask. On tomorrow's show, we'll start to turn our attention to the big matchup in the Swamp this weekend. You got two top 10 teams going at it. College game day is coming to town. We'll hear what Florida coach Dan Mullen and some of his players had to say Monday about this matchup. Make sure you stay tuned to Locked On Gators, your team every day.